BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. This is the Sean Baker Orchestra with Which Way to Radio Land. Montreal, checking in with you guys, heavy Montreal, I'm here with Emily Striegel, how are you Emily? Seriously having so much fun, I can't even deal, What? I love I love this festival, Yeah. so much. I'm going to go on record saying North American's greatest festival. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it really is, they treat us so well, We get to, they drive us around on golf carts, they drive <laughs> us to the stage, they feed us, they just fed us uh an amazing meal I ate but way that, too but much. But more yeah. than that, the vibe is just beautiful, and everyone is so kind and warm-hearted, and it's a, a community feel. Yeah, and the music is just insanely good. Loving it. Asking Alexandra on stage right now. Sleep was jamming out some doom rock earlier. So much great stuff. I love the uh, the the doom and sludge and stuff. I'm loving had the, the doom and sludge. Yeah. And Helix opened up the main stage earlier and I had a chance to talk to their singer earlier and he was just a gem of a person. And yesterday, my one of my new favorite bands, Red Fang, he performed. was a great interview. Yeah, and also Witchcraft. Uh, we 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 asked <laughs> Mangus if oh he boy. likes the word retro and we'll get his answer shortly. Oh so my god. On this episode, guys, we have Magnus P. Linder of Witchcraft. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that last name right, but and also Aaron Bean of Red Fang, who handles bass and does some of the vocals for Red Fang. So yeah, two great interviews. One very short, 
interview. Let's set this up. We get we get driven back to artist world for our interview with Magnus. Well, because they didn't want to come. Yeah. A lot of bands come to the press tent, to the right? media tent. To the media yes. tent. Yeah. Um, but Mag- Magnus didn't want to come over. Right. So you arranged to go over yeah. there, which was kind of a big hub bub. Yeah, we had to get somebody to escort us back, which was cool. I, I was I was excited to get back there, but all our gear is set up in this media tent. So I brought with us uh, some mobile stuff. And, of course, in the media tent, we have backup, we have battery backup, we have all this stuff. Anyways, we get over to the Magnus interview, get in, and my recorder won't turn on. <laughs> and Nightmare. I, I, think, I think it was, I thought it would, the batteries were dead, but I actually think the hold function was, was locked, and I think the batteries weren't dead. But anyways, regardless, Magnus, uh, you know, I think that threw me off so i was kind of in a weird mood and and then i don't know it was the the vibe of the interview was interesting well he didn't want to answer any questions i felt like halfway through i'm like why are we even doing this interview i mean he was not rude by any means but he didn't want to answer any questions and you guys will hear that yeah so thank god you were with me because we recorded (laughs) this with emily's iphone yeah and it was in a very loud area there Uh, was reggae music that may have made it tough for him too may not have been his favorite genre of music playing in the background who knows who knows (laughs) no one knows much about magnus and you will know uh you will know well you're not going to know much about him after this interview either no you won't we need to have him (laughs) but i will say this the guy is a brilliant artist he is such great music and you know what sometimes let's be honest sometimes the most brilliant artists are a little awkward in interviews they're socially a little awkward but he was not rude he was just a little bit i don't know disconnected yeah 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 well yeah and maybe it was me maybe it was my vibe i mean here's a guy shows up to do an interview and he can't turn his recorder on i felt bad mark i i I was like if i were doing this interview i'd be so thrown off right now because every question you gave him he was just saying either i i don't want to answer that or yeah not everyone not let's let the listeners decide (laughs) here we go guys this is the outcast this song is so awesome it's by Witchcraft. Go buy it on iTunes. Go listen to it on Spotify. It's awesome. And Witchcraft is awesome. Here we go. The Outcast by Witchcraft, followed by my interview with Magnus from Witchcraft. Say the least 
speaking with Magnus from Witchcraft. Magnus, how are you? I am uh, hungry. Hungry, hungry. Cool. Well, you played a set today. Unfortunately, we were doing interviews in the press then, so I missed it. How'd it go for you? Uh, good. Good. And is this a one-off performance at Heavy Montreal for you? Yes. Yeah. Cool. And it's been, I guess, two years since the last record, Nucleus, right? And Yeah, January 2016. Okay. Yeah. So are you thinking about new music at this point? I'm always thinking about music, old music, new music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you doing writing? Are there are there songs, witchcraft songs in the works, new ones? Can't can't tell. You can't tell. No. No. Okay. All right. Very good. Classified information. <laughs> 
cool. The uh, the production on Nucleus was such a rich, warm sound. Do you record in analog? How, how do you guys record and capture that that warmth? Where is it? With a gear? I think that was a um, combination. Yeah. Yeah. Combination. So you do record? Do you record the tape? I think no, no. That one was. Hmm. I wonder if we used tape on that one. Not sure, actually. Right. Okay. But uh, on the other hand, it's not, it's, it doesn't matter that much. Right. Okay. So this is a one-off concert, heavy Montreal. Is there are there plans for touring in the future? I never reveal any plans. Right. Okay. I, I like to keep it that way. All right. Sometimes you, yeah, that, that's how I like. Now, obviously, witchcraft has. <laughs> a, it's not McDonald's. Right. <laughs> Even the people who want it to be so. Right. <laughs> the witchcraft sound, in a lot of ways, uh, some people refer to it as retro. Is that a term you you embrace or don't like? I don't. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think. I think I've been pretty upfront the last five years. What I want to say with my music. So, yeah. and that is. Uh, it hasn't really got anything to do with how we record stuff or you know it's more about the healing powers music can have and so, yeah so that's that's what i'm trying to get across to people i think most people have something inside of them that they want to heal most people and in my in the best of best worlds my music can help but if you want to look at it as just entertainment that's fine that's fine but you know so i'm trying to do some some healing and if somebody else like hmm maybe there's something here for me i, I can i can dig in cool and on that note what what albums have helped you emotionally or you uh, heal I, I, there... I don't i don't go go any further than that Right. No. Okay. Never. Right. So it's just, yeah, because it's it has nothing to do with me. If you understand what I mean, I, I I can do this. I can give it away and just take it or leave it. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. And and I mean that also ties into you guys are 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 not real prominent on social media are you anti-social media or social media no no there's some stuff going on there yeah but yeah but i, I don't try to keep it like you know the, the coca-cola mcdonald's way right it's it's too it's too uh, it's, it seems kind of desperate yeah I'm, I'm very confident in my in my songwriting and it it helped me to get to montreal heavy montreal so i i still am very confident that people are going to want want us awesome awesome cool well we hope your songwriting continues and i know you don't want to reveal future plans but we hope at some point we'll get some more uh witchcraft music nucleus sounded just fantastic thank you very much okay thanks a lot best of luck to you thanks take care <laughs> all right thank you thank you yeah hopefully you get some some material yeah yeah
by Witchcraft, a band that performed at Heavy Montreal 2018. So good, so good. Uh, That's off the 2012 album Legend, by the way. And without further ado, we are going to get into my interview with Aaron from Red Fang. 
a band that we have to go see when they come through Brooklyn, uh, Emily. I, I love these guys. These guys are really good. And to get us into the interview, let's hear Cut It Short by Red Fang off the Only Ghost album, followed by my interview with Aaron Beam from Red Fang.
Hey, it's Mark Striegel from Talking Metal, and I am here with Aaron from Red Fang. Welcome to Montreal, Aaron. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I have to admit, I didn't really know a lot about you guys, but when I started researching the, uh, the heavy Montreal bands, I, I went on Spotify and started listening to the music and was really, really impressed. I really like what you're doing. Um, I'm a fan of bands like, you know, Queens of the Stone Age, and I, I really felt that you guys kind of fit into that kind of uh, niche, if you yeah. will. It's, it's a unique sound that you're doing. And uh, yeah, uh, have you played Heavy Montreal before? We have, actually. Uh, we were just talking about it on the walk over here. Um, 2011 was the okay. last time we played, and we were, that was when we were just starting out as what they call a baby band. Right. And we uh, somehow got on the, um, <coughs> the Mayhem Festival. Okay. And so we're touring all over the whole country with way bigger bands and uh, uh, all over the U.S., that is. And then I guess they had some arrangement with Heavy MTL so that we uh, came up and did this. And it was like super early in the day, and I think we were on the main stage or something. It was pretty clear that people were uh, uh, not really sure what to make of us. Right. And they were, you know, kind of scratching their heads a little bit. So uh, I think today will probably well, go a little bit better. Well, it's a diverse lineup, you yeah. know, every year, really. And this year is, is no exception. I'm glad they included you guys. Um, is this a, this a one-off for you guys? Because you're not really on tour right no, now. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, so we um, we got offers for a festival in uh, Kelowna, which is in BC. Okay. And our agent suggested maybe we drive to that and then drive all the way across Canada to this. Oh, okay. Also because we got offers for both festivals at the same time. And we said, eh, it sounds like kind of a lot of driving. for Right. So, yeah, we, it's a, we're, we flew in for this. We're actually flying to um, Chicago to play at another festival in Chicago tomorrow and then back home. So oh, it's okay. a two-off. Right. Is that the open air festival? It's, no, it's uh, Wicker Park Festival. Wicker it's called. Park. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I, want, I, do, I don't want to um, take up too much time, but I would like to back up for a second and say yeah. that I appreciate uh, what you said about going on Spotify and hearing us. Yeah. Uh, because... That's a rarity. It seems like almost everybody who discovers us is through our videos. Yeah. And so, like, it actually it means something to me that you appreciated what we were doing, like, musically without even seeing the videos first. So that's awesome. Cool, cool. And and the one record, you know, I was listening to was uh, was Only Ghost, right? Yeah. And you worked. I was surprised to see who produced that record with you, a guy who did a lot of albums. I, used, I mean, Korn, obviously. Do you know, remember Amen? Amen. No. He worked. He he did these great records with this band. Amen. Okay. One of the best live acts I, I oh, ever wow. saw. Where are they out of? They they were out of uh, Hollywood. Okay. And they then transplanted to uh, to Las Vegas. This guy Casey Chaos and Ross worked with them. And, okay. and it, no one knows about him. It's kind of yeah. sad. But how did you hook up with with Ross? He did the um, Cure too, right? Yep. I mean, he's and done Tech a, Nine. Yeah. He was just playing. Oh, did he do Tech Nine? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, um, and Blood Brothers, like a bunch of stuff that's, you know, way farther out than what, um, you know, people associate with him with. Uh, the way we ended up working with him was we were, you know, on our fourth record. It was our third one with Relapse, and we were just trying to figure out, trying to do something a little bit different. We'd done the first two in Portland with this guy, Chris Funk, who's, uh, he plays in a band called The Decemberists, but he does production, you know, he produces records. So we just had kind of a list of different ideas, and uh, Ross was on the list because our friends from a band called Wild Throne up in Bellingham had recorded with him. Okay. And then our friends from Toronto, uh, Cancer Bats, had recorded with him also, and they both were just like, if you have any chance at all to, to record with him, you should. And as soon as Ross heard 
that were on his list, uh, or that he was on our list rather. Right. He um, jumped on a plane and flew up to Portland and just spent an afternoon. Just he just wanted to meet us and wow, you know, basically like express how into the project he was, and that was like we were all just sold immediately because that that is a passionate guy. If there's, I don't know if there's too many people who are more passionate about music than Ross Robinson. Absolutely. And what kind of producer is he? Is he like a, a work with you on the song structure? Oh, yeah. And he gets deeply involved. He's more than just turning the knobs. Does he even turn oh, yeah. knobs? He does. Um, he's He has an engineer for when, when the basic tracking is happening, when the drum tracking is happening. Right. And then he's tracking all of the... Uh, uh, they track drums to tape, and then you know bass and guitars and vocals all are going straight into the computer. Right. And so he's tracking all of that. But uh, uh, yeah, he's... He, what he does is we'll rehearse the song on our own, and then he comes into the room and then s- stands with us as we play through it. And then he'll like have us play through it a couple times and just kind of listen and think about it and then start offering suggestions for maybe what if you put, you know, the thing he said to us all the time is that we always would save like our best riff for the end of the song. It would be like... Yeah song would go along and then bust into this riff that was like the outro or whatever right. it's like why do you just put put that at the beginning why are you always leaving that for the end yeah so uh but he always makes it clear that he's just making suggestions he never says you have to do it this way or this way he just says why don't you try it like this and see what you think and yeah. uh yeah it was it was real interesting even just having somebody else stand in the room with you who is like obviously paying attention to what everything sounds like makes you hear it and think about it in a different way interesting interesting and that that last record that was what two years ago at this point yeah i think so yeah. are you thinking about new music at oh yeah this yeah. Point? We're yeah. Al- yeah we're working on it already we okay. have one new song that uh was supposed to come out a long time ago on uh, as a seven inch but a bunch of things got mucked up and then we've got a couple we've got a bunch more i mean we have countless ideas but we're starting to hone in on uh, a pretty good little pile of things that will probably be the next record so awesome awesome and you know you're doing these two dates that you just mentioned this this being one of them heavy montreal uh this summer but there is a tour happening this fall yes and, yeah, and is September. that a headlining tour what, yeah, yeah 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 a headlining tour we're doing uh most of it with our friends big business who are out of la uh who used to play they were half of the melvins for a while oh awesome uh and with a, ba- a new band out of Atlanta called Dead Now, who is, uh, it's one of the guys from, who was in Torch for a long time. Oh, I love Torch. And, uh, yeah, yeah uh, Andrew, and then a couple other dudes from a band that was called um, Day Old Man. Um, and then a band called Mono Lord is going to do a couple of the shows also. So Cool. Well, uh, I know you're playing in Brooklyn uh, in September, and that's yeah. our neck of the woods. So oh, we, nice. Yeah, we're in nice. New Jersey, so we'll, we'll get to that show for sure. Awesome. And... Before I let you go, um, you know, on Facebook recently, a lot of people have been posting like 10 albums that have meant something to them throughout yeah. their life. I don't know if you've seen this, but I don't, I'm not on it, Facebook. Okay. So well, good for you. But <laughs> anyways, what are two albums, two or three that and maybe, you know, share a few thoughts about sure. each one that not necessarily the best albums. Sure. But that that were that personally touched you. They don't even have to be rock, you know, whatever, right. you know, whatever. Just if you could give me two, three albums that that meant a lot to your life well uh i mean there's a ton of them but sort of some of the some of the bigger ones um were like early on uh the first head like heavy metal record that i got i think i was uh turning 12 and i asked for 
you know, I was really into like Duran Duran sure. and uh, Hall and & Oates and stuff like that. Yeah. And then when I was 12, there's a Rick Springfield record that came out and uh, Stay Hungry by Twisted Sister. Yeah. I asked for I was like, get me one or the other. Right. And, I, and somebody, and I got Stay Hungry and I didn't nice. get the Rick Springfield one. I right. feel like that kind of led me down a path. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, another one that was, I mean, this is, you know, everybody's going to say this, but, uh, well, I guess another one, I'm going to skip way forward and um, uh, and mention a band that we actually, our first U.S. tour, we ended up getting to tour with them. They're a band called The Fucking Champs. Okay. Um, Not familiar with And them. they were uh, a three-piece instrumental metal band. Right. It was just two guitars and drums. Uh, wow. But the first time I saw them, they were playing actually in the mailroom at the college that I was going to. Right. You know, to like 10 people. They were in the, in the mailroom. Uh, and I walked in and I, you know, because friends had put on the show. And I heard like, oh, there's bass, two guitars, and drums. Then I could, because I couldn't see them. Then I stood up on a box and saw that it was just like one of the guitar players was playing with his fingers. And then one of the guitar players had a nine-string guitar. And it was like, they were just pretty, uh, they made a huge impact on sort of my idea about songwriting and kind of shifted me out of this focus on like really overly thought out, you know, math rock into sort of like, you know, you can do stuff that's complicated, but that, ju that still has like a really good flow and still, you know, calls back to sort of the, the, you know, the roots of what I consider to be fun about music and metal right and, and stuff like that. So yeah. The, and it's not really an album. It's like More their very first tape. Yeah, it was oh, wow. called, uh, uh, well, actually, it was the second one. It's called Triumph of the Air Elementals. Wow. I don't think you can even get it on. I don't think they even made a CD version of it. Yeah. I had a cassette of it. So, yeah, that was a big one, too. Cool. Cool. Well, again, we're talking with Aaron from Red Fang, which is a great band. Everyone has to go out and uh, check this band out. And on the podcast version of this, we play music. Is there a track we could play for the for the listeners to take us out here? Um, well, you could play you, one of ours, or yeah, one of yours. Uh, yeah, actually, I guess um, maybe Wires would probably be a good. Okay. Or actually, yeah, yeah, Wires is probably a good one to to lead you out. Right. Cool. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you.
Blues by Red Fang here on Talking Metal. Check out their latest release, Only Ghost, produced by Ross Robinson, who did, of course, Slipknot, The Cure. He did the Roots record by Sepultura. Amazing. Yeah, groundbreaking yeah. record. And he has produced the last Red Fang record, Only Ghost. I wonder if they'll work with Ross again. Who knows? Hopefully we'll find out soon. Catch them when they go out on tour this uh, this fall, I guess this September. They're out on tour, so look for Red Fang when they roll through your neck of the woods. Emily, thanks for coming up and hanging with us here at heavy montreal it's been so much i don't want to miss another one i seriously had a blast last time and just as good of a time this time yeah well it's been two years since we were here we were here in 2015 2016 they didn't do it 2017 we missed it we're here for 2018 and we will be here if they if they throw us throw a, a 2019 version of heavy montreal which i bet they will and they invite us we will be here 100%. Yeah, that's going to do it for today. And to take us out, another band that performed here at the festival, Heavy Montreal 2018, where we're recording this right now. We're going to hear a little I Hate God. Cool, guys. Go support I Hate God on, uh, you know, iTunes and Spotify and all that. Guys, we'll talk to you next time. Always a pleasure. Support us. Use our Amazon links. Join us on Patreon. Here's I Hate God.
around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.